Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. And welcome back to the Demon Inside. Two women caught on CCTV, putting lives at risk by walking down the central reservation of a motorway. It sparks a police response, but this is only the start. As officers approach, the women run into the fast lane. One is hit by oncoming traffic. Remarkably, neither is seriously injured. The women are twin sisters from Sweden, but what happens next baffles officers. We've frozen the pictures here because of their shocking nature. My counsel, my counsel, we need ambulance, senior officers to the scene. We've got two possible fatals. Without any warning, one of the women breaks away from the officer into the traffic and is hit by a lorry. Then her sister also runs out. Oscar Tanga 3-3 on arrival. Both females have ran out into the carriageway. It's got two serious casualties. We're going to need air arms One is in a critical condition. The other's unconscious after hitting this windscreen, surviving an accident which would kill most people. But as she comes round, the situation escalates. No! No! Overwhelmed by her strength, the policewoman calls for backup to prevent another major incident on the opposite carriageway. The Swedish woman is in fighting mode and it takes six people to restrain her. The air ambulance arrives and both are finally taken to hospital. But for those left behind, the experience has been traumatic, particularly for the lorry driver who hit one of the women. She just run out in front of us. Since the incident, one sister has been convicted of assault and sentenced to a day in prison. Her twin recovered after seven weeks in hospital. Sophie Hutchinson, BBC News. Hello, my demon insiders. Today is going to be a case like no other. I have done cases where the demon has taken over a person without consent. Other cases where the demon has given consent to take over, and even other cases where the demon influenced a person to kill. This one is different because it wasn't one person. No, it was two. A pair of twin sisters. Both women were negative for alcohol and drugs. Neither who have ever shown signs of mental illness and who have no mental illness in the family. Yet these two sisters ran into traffic on the highway where they were both hit by cars. 
and this is just the beginning of the story. This is a case that the doctors called a shared psychosis, but I call it the demon inside. Today, I present to you the demons inside, Ursula and Sabina Erickson. Ursula Erickson and Sabina Erickson were born November 3, 1967. Not much is known about the twins, but they shared a moment that is like no other. Psychologists will call it shared psychosis or shared delusions. The definition is syndrome that transmits delusional beliefs from one person to someone else. Often close loved ones, sometimes multiple people. In most people with schizophrenia, symptoms generally start in the mid to late 20s. Though it can start later, up to the mid-30s, schizophrenia is considered early onset when it starts before the age of 18. Onset of schizophrenia in children younger than age 13 is extremely rare, according to the National Library of Medicine. Individuals usually show features of a personality disorder. The usual description for them is neurotic, introverted, and emotionally immature. Some case reports notice features of pre-morbid personality disorders, especially dependent, schizoid, and schizotypal. Why do I bring this up, you ask? Well, these sisters were 41 years old at the time with no history of mental illness. They were both married with kids and birth, both were stable. Ursula left her husband and kids from the United States and traveled to Ireland to visit her sister Sabina. First question I had was, why did she leave and did her husband say she was acting erratic? I don't think so, because if she was, they would have most definitely noticed on the plane. On Friday, 16th of May, Ursula traveled nine hours from the United States to visit her sister, home in Ireland. This must have been a planned vacation at least a week in advance, I would think. I'm not sure how she got from the airport to her sister's home. Being at her sister's for less than a few hours, the two sisters secretly left Sabina's home without telling her husband or children and caught the ferry to Liverpool. They arrived at Liverpool at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday, the 17th of May. This was in 2008. Once in Liverpool, the pair went to St. Ann Street Police Station and reported that they had concerns over the safety of Sabina's children. Liverpool police contacted the Dublin police and learned that Sabina had an argument with her husband the previous evening. Unsure why the women would come to England to report the incident, local police called in a welfare check to Irish authorities. Learning the child was all right after they left the police department, Sabina and Ursula got on a bus en route to London. During the trip, some of the passengers and the driver witnessed strange behavior from the twins. The women even suggested that the driver stop because they weren't feeling well. Uncertain of their intentions, the driver made an unplanned stop at service station. 
The twins continued strange behavior, worried the driver to the point where he didn't allow them back on the coach, leaving them at the service station. The manager of the service station also believed the women were acting in a strange manner, so he called the police. When they arrived, the police spoke with the twins and, judging them to be no threat, left shortly thereafter. Once the cops left, Sabina and Ursula decided to walk along one of the busiest highways in England, the M6. So, seen on the motorway's closed-circuit cameras, the Ericsons walked across the M6 down the central reservation or median. As they were walking along, and this is part of the surveillance that was on the highway, without warning, both sisters ran out into traffic. And they were hit, both of them, by cars. Motorists called the highway patrol and police. When the highway patrol arrived, so they had a film crew with them who was filming a TV show called Real Stories of the Highway Patrol. Expecting the worst, they arrived to find the twins were superficial injuries and talking to police officers that were there. So on the film, they show both sisters standing there talking to the officers And while they're talking to those officers, the other officers are doing the show. Out of nowhere, while the police are talking, Ursula again walked into traffic, getting hit by a 40-ton box truck, crushing her legs. The camera caught the whole thing. While that was happening, unexpectedly, Sabina, the other sister, jumps into oncoming traffic and is quickly struck by a car at a high speed. She smashed into the windshield, thrown into the air, and landed hard on the tarmac, suffering multiple compound fractures. Ursula screamed for police, even though they were trying to help her. She spit and hissed at them saying they were fake. She knew who they were, that they, she knew they weren't real. So after being unconscious for several minutes, Sabina got up, started struggling and fighting with police. Listen to this. She was struggling and fighting with police, punching the officer so hard in the face and knocking them down. She ran into traffic again. Luckily, this time, none of the cars hit her. She was screaming and telling her sister that the people helping her were trying to steal her organs. The cops said that that Sabina had superhuman strength and it required six people, six people to subdue and restrain her. Both sisters were taken to the hospital. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. And welcome back to the Demon Inside. At the hospital, the paramedics rushed Ursula to surgery, and Sabina seemed calm and agreeable to their surprise, joking with the hospital staff and even acting flirty and friendly. 
toxicology screen showed no drugs or alcohol in Ursula's system. Sabina was never tested. The bags that they had been protecting this whole time, they had these bags that they were protecting the whole time. Even in the bus, people were uh, trying to take the bags, asking them what it was. In the sh- they were holding them close to them, like they didn't want anybody to see. But inside the bag was just the passport for Ursula and several cell phones. After seeing several professionals, they all deemed that Sabina did not exhibit any signs of mental or psychological illness and was released after being charged and sentenced to one day in custody, which was considered served while she was at the hospital. The entire time Sabina was questioned, she never gave a reason for being in England and never once asked for her twin sister, Ursula. After being evaluated in the hospital, Sabina was taken to the police station. While being processed, she continued to be flirty and calm and said to the police officer, we say this, and I quote, we say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually, at least one more follows, maybe two, end quote. Sabina was taken to court where she pleaded guilty to punching a police officer and trespassing on the highway. She was sentenced to 24 hours in custody, spent the night in jail, and the next day she was released from custody. After this happened, you would think that the story stopped here. Unfortunately, it gets worse. Glenn Hollingshead, his friend Peter Malloy, and their dog walked home from the pub when they saw Sabina standing on the side of the road. She asked to pet the dog and asked if there were any local bed and breakfasts or hotels in the area. Unfortunately, there were none in the area. Sabina told them that her sister was in an accident and taken to the hospital, but she didn't know where. So Glenn offered to take her to, the, to his place to rest and said he would call around the local hospitals. Peter joined Glenn and Sabina for a while, but left after a while when she continued to act oddly. She would often stand suddenly, and she would peek through the curtains, looking up and down the street as if someone was following her. She would offer offer both men cigarettes, and just before they lit them, she would quickly snatch them out of their mouths, claiming they may be poisoned. Shortly before midnight, Malloy left and Sabina stayed the night. The next day around midday, Hollinshed called his brother regarding local hospitals in order to locate Sabina's sister, Ursula. At 7.40 p.m., while a meal was being prepared, Hollinshed left the house to ask a neighbor for tea bags and then went back inside. A minute after he went back inside, he came back out of the house and claimed she stabbed me before collapsing to the ground and quickly dying from his injuries. His last words before he died allegedly were, quote, look after my dog for me, end quote. As a neighbor dialed 999, Sabina fled the premises and was caught on the run by nearby CCTV. 
she ran out of the house with a hammer, periodically hitting herself over the head with it. A passing motorist saw this and decided to tackle her in an attempt to take control of the hammer. While wrestling with him, Sabina screamed and took a roof tile out of her pocket and struck him on the back of the head with it, stunning him temporarily. By this time, paramedics had found her and gave chase. The pursuit ended at Heron Cross when Sabina jumped from a 40-foot high bridge, breaking both ankles and fracturing her skull in the fall. She was taken to the hospital. And it would be months before her and her twin would be released. Ursula was allowed to return to her family in Sweden and Sabina was charged with murder. Sabina's trial was postponed for a long time while the authorities tried to get her medical records from Sweden. Eventually, she pled guilty to lesser charges. She was assessed by two different forensic psychiatrists. When questioned, Sabina gave only one answer, no comment. She served two and a half years of her five-year sentence after which she returned to Sweden as well. During her incarceration, Sabina never let on about why she and her sister were in England. What had happened that day on the M6 or what had happened with Glenn Hollingshed? She never spoke of her sister and investigation into the twins past didn't show any history of mental illness or psychosis. Some suggest that Ursula's original psychosis affected Sabina, causing her to do things that ended in the unfortunate murder of Glenn. Many questions were left unanswered. Some called for an investigation into the way the criminal justice system handled the matter, including Peter Malloy and brother of Glenn, Gary. Glenn's brother said, and I quote, I do question the criminal justice system for allowing somebody like this to be let out when she is capable of committing such a crime. Her mental condition should have been properly assessed after what she did on the motorway and the experiences the police had. Her mental disorder should have been picked up prior to her being let out into the community. Glenn saw Erickson in distress and was just trying to help. He wasn't slow in coming forward to help somebody in distress. It was in his nature. He was trying to help. He would help anybody, end quote. Ursula was released from the hospital around the same time as Sabina, having recovered from her extensive injuries. Ursula had been injured too severely to be able to become as violent as Sabina. She was never charged with any crime, despite being considered the dominant transmitter of delusions in the SDD of the twins. So this is the shared delusion theory again. She was released to her family's care in Sweden before moving back to America. Now, here's what interests me. When she was allowed to come back to America, she became a devout Christian. Ursula now lives in Bellevue, Washington, and is a member of the Sacred Heart Church. 
Sabina, on the other hand, was released in 2011. While in prison, and here we go again, she turned to Christianity. After her release, Sabina supposedly returned to Sweden. But nowadays, her whereabouts are unknown. Both women had the same delusions, had the same thing happen to them, and they both turned to Christianity. They didn't go to a psychologist. They didn't go to a therapist. They didn't go to somebody that was going to help them mentally. They turned to Christianity. They turned to the Bible, and they turned to God. This is a perfect scenario of two demons that got inside these two women and caused them to do all this. So here's the thing. If you want to see footage of this, now keep in mind, it's very graphic. I mean, they cut out some of the parts, but for the most part, it's seriously graphic. Uh, the footage aired on an episode on Traffic Cops and in a BBC documentary called Madness in the Fast Lane. But all you have to do is watch it on YouTube. Just type in Twins Run Into Traffic. You'll be able to see that there. So thanks guys for listening. And I enjoy doing this show. And we will see you next week. Have a good one. Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time, if I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.